What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to the Damn It, Bobby. Damn it? Dang it, Bobby. Bobby podcast. I thought we were Dang It, Bobby. Yeah, we're definitely starting a new one on the side now. Yeah, we're definitely Dang It, Bobby. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm Alex. And we are reviewing the pilot episode from, obviously, season one. The hilarious episode one. Called The Pilot. Yeah, I got tons of fun facts for this episode, actually. Already. Um, Originally, just a Mike Judge um, idea. He came up with it during... um, while he was working on the uh, Beavis and Butthead movie. Right, right. And he pitched it to Fox because they wanted a show to follow The Simpsons. I think we talked about that last Right. Time. Well, it, you know, Hank's based exactly off of the Beavis and Butthead, you know, old uh, guy. Mr. Anderson. Yeah, Mr. Anderson, yep. Yeah. And so he pitched it to Fox, and they liked it to a point. <laughs> and they brought in uh, Greg Daniels as kind of a advisor. He worked on The Simpsons in the season 10 ish area right on but yeah he worked he was a writer for the simpsons saturday night live and then after king of the hill he also worked on the office and parks and rec oh no shit yeah he actually used for the the writing team for king of the hill he sent them to texas like oh. the houston area just to kind of get an idea of what small town texas is like okay um he also did the same thing with the office he, went to Scranton. he I don't know if it was actually Scranton or they sent they sent them to probably some kind of office setting to observe how you know sales office companies work gotcha. uh, something like that yeah he uh Greg Daniels helped rewrite the rewrite the pilot he added in uh Luann and cotton okay and then he also I think I mentioned this last time changed the the character of Dale to make awesome. him more of a uh conspiracy nut job. Uh, Mike Judge originally just had pretty much everybody surrounding Hank just giant rednecks. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't have been as, as yeah. much fun. Yeah. Uh, Mike Judge actually based Arlen after his hometown of Garland, which was also a suburb, which is a real-life suburb of of Houston. That's, Garland, not Arlen. Yeah. They just yeah. pretty much changed the name. Right. Or dropped, dropped the G. The show, uh, this first episode aired, ooh, I don't have this January right now. January 21st. Oh, thank you. Or 12th, excuse me, 1997. Okay. Um, and it I was... was two, and I remember it vividly. <laughs> I, it was a summer day. Um, it's definitely winter if it's January. Shit. All right. Truth be told, I didn't watch it or 12th, What day did you say that was? Uh, January 12th. Okay. Yo. So it was like a week after my birthday. Right, right. Seventh birthday. Um... It was brought in. The reason it's on the first season's only twelve episodes is it was a mid-season replacement for some show called Ned and Stacy. I've never heard of Ned and Stacy. Was that an animated show or was it? No, it was a. It was a. Just like a typical sitcom. Yeah, um, right. I I looked up. I looked into it a little, like very tiny, tiny bit, and it was basically. I'm not sure which character. One character moved into a town and needed somewhere to stay and they got stuck. It was like one of those odd couple type gotcha. sitcoms. It only lasted three seasons. Right. And they got canceled mid-season in January and then they brought in King of the Hill. So the first season of King of the Hill is only 12. It's half a season. It's 12 episodes. Okay. Instead of the full 24. And eventually later, this is probably farther down the road. We'll get to it when we get to those episodes. But farther down the road, like towards the end of the series of King of the Hill, they got screwed over by like Sunday night football running into their what should have been their airtime. Okay. And I think 
if I read that if I read it right, it was some of the episodes were either cut short or they got completely skipped over because they instead of bumping everything back, they would just like drop King of the Hill off. Like if the game went into overtime and they just it, wouldn't air it. Yeah. So Interesting. That, yeah, this... that I don't know if that's true or not. I thought I read that, but I, I, Let I, us know I, I could emails. definitely be wrong. Yeah. Oh, another fun fact is uh, the voice of Peggy, Kathy mm-hmm. Najimy. She was also in, she was in Hocus Pocus. I don't know if that was before or after or during King of the Hill. Right. Um, when she got the job, she was actually like eight months pregnant. No way. Yeah. So they actually it was funny they had actually hired Hocus her. Hocus Pocus was in '93. So okay, so it was after Hocus yeah, Pocus. Yeah. Yeah. When they had brought her in, she she actually didn't think she was gonna get the job. Right. But they, I guess they were very supportive of her, and like so they were they were able to work around, you know, her being being pregnant. Gotcha. Uh, I think that's all I have. You have any, you have any fun facts? Interesting cool shit? I just have some trivia questions. Oh, okay. We'll jump into that. Uh, I'll let you go first. I have three. Get, uh, stop peeking. <laughs> we got to think of what we're, if we're going to keep score of this. Yeah. Just going to be for bragging rights? I just I just feel like you, you're going to kick my ass. but Yeah, because I pay attention to all the useless nonsense. I'll get better. Um, All right, so what do you got? What did Hank say the phone jerks have? Oh, uh, just a medical condition, right? A medical condition, <laughs> yes. A medical condition. Well, and that, what they do have is a medical condition. Well, that that answers my first trivia question: was what was Bobby listening to? <laughs> Phony phone jerks. I think at this point, for I say of us, we know? keep score by like boggle terms. So if we have the same question, okay. So Would we each get a point. No, no uh, one gets a point. I'm pretty sure we each get a point. It's fine. Fine, we'll both get a point. One one. Alrighty. All right. What do you got now? What's next? What's your number two? What is it that Hank has to has to pick up from the Megalomart? Some tap and die and a WD forty. See what the hell is a tap and die? I have I no clue. I was watching it the other day and I was trying to figure it out. I couldn't really think of it. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, it's something hardware wise because he wants to be pointing to the hammers. But <laughs> what but... is it you're trying to do? Find some tap and die and it's some WD-40. God dang WD-40. <laughs> what are you trying to find? The hardware department. Tap and die. Harbor Freight sells tap and die. And what is it? I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's a phone. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what I, yeah, I'm not. Nothing? No. Alright. I Hit me with no, it. No clue what happened. All right, my number two. Uh, what show is Luann's parents going to be seen on? Uh, I'm just gonna take a guess. I actually don't know. Is it The Price Is Right? No. <laughs> it was the real stories of Highway Patrol. Oh. After after her her yeah. her mama attacked Daddy with the fork. Right. It's all gonna be seen on on real right, stories of Highway Patrol. Actually, that's a real show. She said she had a what was it? She was saving a car. A quart of of beer. Yeah, she was saving a quart of beer, and Daddy done drunk it. And <laughs> oh, all right, you got got one more for me or no? Yeah, I got one more. I mean, I I have two more, but but well, I only if have we're three. just doing three, we can just do three. I, I wasn't sure how many. But what did Dale say? Uh, say what was wrong with Hank's trunk the second time, not the first time where he said it was. Oh, is it was is it Fiat? Oh, it was the the pollution controls. Yeah, the climate control. He he called it. We'll have oranges in Alaska. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the same same kind of track, what actually was wrong with Hank's truck? 
Luann fixed it. Oh, it was the, um, oh, I was, I thought it was the, uh, the fuel line. Yeah. The fuel yeah. line, she blew the fuel, the clogged fuel line right. clean. Yeah. That, so what, what, what which, which was to... after Dale, Dale clipped the e-brake, right? I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he was working on the, he was working on the alternator. He was trying to, first. yeah, he was trying to get he was the trying alt- to remount the alternator <laughs> at first. So, that you know. All right, so that's yeah, that's all we got for trivia. I'm winning three. I got three out of three. Myself, no, we got two, here. two because one didn't count. So two, mm-hmm. two to one. I'm winning. I'm, I'm off. You want to ready to get into the episode? Let's do it. All right, so uh, the show opens up. We got uh, the water tower and it over overviews the entire, uh, I guess, subdivision. Mm-hmm. Zooms in and it's it's the guys hanging out outside Hank's truck. Uh, the first line of the show. Goes to Bill, who Stephen Root, who's the voice of him, wasn't credited in this episode. And no, you think you think it was just because he had that one line, but there he actually has lines later, like when you yeah in the episode he does yeah yeah. So I don't know why they didn't he wasn't credited in the episode. I don't know, but he's a great voice actor. Yeah, he was also he was in Office Space. He was also in Dodgeball. That's right. So he gets the first line. He just says "Yep." And they're talking about what's wrong with with Hank's truck, and uh, Dale, voiced by Johnny Hardwick, who he voices a bunch of different characters in the show like like a bunch of one-off like random side characters as well as dale but yeah dale dale suggests it's it's because his truck's a ford and you know what ford stands for don't you fix it again tony <laughs> that's fiat dale <laughs> fix it again tony <laughs> what he was looking for is found on the road dead yeah. That's, that's what that's what Ford is. Are there any other sayings like that for cars? Yeah. Um, Besides Ford and Fiat, there is. Uh, yeah, I just know the Ford one because it's obvious. Yeah, I can't. None come to mind right away. Yeah, let us know if there is any. So then we cut to uh, we go to we go to Bobby's room and he's listening to like we said. What was it? Phony phone. The phone jerks. The phone jerks. That's yeah, what he's they list- were called. He's listening to the phone jerks. Uh, do you know the voice of Bobby? Yeah, it's uh, Pamela, uh, or yeah, yeah, Pamela. But uh, Adlin. Yeah, but I couldn't remember. She the wasn't last married thing. at the time when she, she was did in the one show. of my favorite shows, Californication. God, she's great. She's Marcy. She's Cookie Smurf. Yeah, love her. She's great. Um, is there anything else of note? She's from. I know there, oh, there, yeah, there, there is a lot. ton, but there's a, there's a something lot, that lot. both of us would know. I, I don't know if you watch Louie, but yeah, but uh, I didn't watch she, Louis. She voice acts uh, a character called Sandra and Archer. Um, which one's Sandra? It's a one-off, I'm pretty sure. Definitely, definitely no, I am sure. See, I watched, watched Archer, and I don't remember that one. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, she voiced, uh, she voices Bobby. Uh, he's listening to the phony phone jerks. She also voices Gunther in Adventure Time. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, and he's, <laughs> Hank calls it the toilet sounds. Yeah. And we get our, our first, uh, as Hank leaves the room, we get our first, that boy ain't right. Yo. And then this part, this part's great. He walks walks in on Luann in her towel and like and freaks out. Has like a you would have thought he'd seen her completely naked, but you don't. Uh, Luann, voiced by Brittany Murphy, who was in tons of tons of things. A lot. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is Clueless. Right. Um, there's not time to pull up her IMDb. You're, you're doing it for me. We got Just Mary, Clueless, oh, Eight right, Mile, of course. Oh yeah, I love she's her name. She's the main lead. She's even in uh, she voice acts in uh, Futurama as well as Colleen. Oh, 
Well, these are these. Are oh, different. Colleen was like that one. It was his girlfriend. It was Fry's girlfriend. She was in Sin City. Yeah. Pretty big character in Sin City. Yeah. Funny, funny thing about Luann. Um, my wife can't stand Luann. Whenever I'm listening to the show, I've. There was one time. I when we first started dating. She was. My wife passed out on the on the couch, and I was just watching King of the Hill like I usually do. And I don't what I can't remember what episode it was, but Luann was had a longer conversation than usual. This woman woke up out of a dead sleep and told me to turn it off because her voice is so annoying. So Justin's wife had a problem with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She. Yeah. Yeah. You can write all her, your hate mail to her. Yes. It's just funny because she loves she loves Brittany Murphy, and I tell her every time I watch the show, you know that's Brittany Murphy, right? She goes, Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> she can't stand the, she can't stand the voice, which is funny. So then the next scene we got. Uh, Hank, Peggy, and Bobby heading to the baseball field. And Hank's telling him he's got to give 110%. And, then and he says, well, what if I give 112%? No, no, he, first he says, well, what if, uh, what if oh, the Wildcats right. give 110%? Right, also give 110%. Which he's, right, that's that, Bobby's is. basically putting a hole in Hank's, yeah. need to play hard. Yeah. And Peggy's like, well, what if you give 112%? <laughs> and he's just like, fine, whatever. <laughs> just play hard. 13? 13's yeah. unlucky. <laughs> but, he's, but Hank said it's fine. He's just like he's he's like whatever you you're, you're obviously not getting it. Yeah. So now we're uh we're at the ball field, and, and we realized he, that Hank is actually like the assistant coach, but it seems well, like he was like it looked the like coach. he was the coach because there was no other adult there. Right. But we find out later in the episode he was. I'm assuming he's assistant coach. Hank just seems like the person that would always just be assistant. Assistant to the regional manager. That's kind of it's kind <laughs> of a long uh, another long running joke is mm-hmm. Hank's just assistant anything. Right. He never assumes himself as the number one person. Mm-hmm. He always makes himself number two. Mm-hmm. Bobby takes one pitch; it's a ball, and Hank has to pull him out, out of the out of the batter's box. And tell him he's, got, he's got to swing the bat after he waves to Peggy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he can't. <laughs> he doesn't want him to take a walk either. He, he considers that lawyer ball. <laughs> lawyer ball. Uh, so yeah, then Bobby, by sheer dumb luck, the. Pitcher throws it and it hits, just hits his bat, doesn't even swing. And he runs with the bat. Runs all the way there. He makes it. Um, Some bench warmers type scenario. So yeah, so now he's standing on first. Was he waving at Peggy or was that that was before? I don't yeah, know. no, it was he was before. just standing there. He was just yeah. standing there, and then uh, he was told that was it Hank wanted him to take a lead. I don't know if Hank said anything. I think he was just standing. He wasn't paying attention. So that's what it was. Um, then he, he just gets nailed in the face with a baseball. Mm-hmm. Which is no fun. That's happened to me before. Me too. A couple times. So now he's got a black eye. They decide to stop at the Megalomart, which Should've Hank playing softball. actually hates Megalomart. Um, and we also meet... You know what? I was wrong about Scruffy. Hmm. Scruffy's... The, the voice of Buckley is the voice of Scruffy. I oh, have this here. the voice of Buckley. Which is David Herman. Yeah, I wasn't going to correct you, but it didn't come up when I looked at it. But I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I done effed up there. Get him on the emails. Yeah, believe me, they've already been sent. It's already they already sent them. I, I expect your apologies for your your misguided hate. I corrected myself. Anyway, David, yeah, David Herman, voice of Buckley. He's mm-hmm. also he's a voice. He's the voice of a bunch of different. Oh, a lot. I think Johnny Hardwick. Out at the we're at the we're at the Megalomart. Hanks, how can Hank not find the hardware department? Does Megalomart not have signs? I don't. He was walking around aimlessly, like he's never been there before. He says that he hates it, but he I mean, hates coming there. You know so that he has does, to have been there before. Does right? he? Does he? Yeah, he wouldn't hate being there if he hadn't gone there before. Right. So I just think he just every time he leaves Megalomart, he just tries to suppress it. 
Because I feel like a big box store, big box stores like that would have hardware department labeled. Oh, very much so. They but anyway, sign. he can't find it, and he's asking Buckley. Buckley, what is it you're trying to do? Buckley's extremely no help. And in the meantime, Bobby's beating the back of Hank with mailing tubes, like cardboard tubes. Yeah, that was before he came to Buckley. But yeah, yeah. And then, then he just baseball swings, which is funny and ironic because he didn't baseball swing in the actual baseball game. But yeah, he acted like just he just didn't want to see out there. the entire oil cap. <laughs> You're fired! <laughs> yeah, and in the meantime, while Hank's yelling at Buckley, these gossipy ladies, again, to start a rumor that Hank's, Hank beats his son. The rumor gets around town. I think I think the point of that was to um, show how small of a town it is. Yes, yeah, exactly. That would make sense. Giving uh giving you the feel of a small town, even though they have their own news station. Right. I mean that's not established in this episode, but but also when they show the inter- uh, overview of it, like the opening sequence, you know, you, it, kinda, it looks, it looks it, pretty. It looks fairly large. Yeah, but it, it kind of still gives you that small small town Texas. Sure. But I mean everything Texas is big, so small town to them is like a normal sized city over here. Makes sense. Um, so anyway, yeah, word gets around to Twig Boy, which I can't. Does he have an actual name? They they said his name. Uh, they say his name like one or two once. times, but Hank Hank definitely calls him Twig Boy the whole time. And the story had gotten changed to Hank had beat yeah, him with the baseball bat for for the uh, for the episode IMDb. It just says case manager, so he doesn't have a name yet. So he doesn't have an actual name. So yeah, the word gets the Twig Boy that he. Uh, and then the story had gotten changed to Hank beat him with a baseball bat. No, it got, it, it, Hank hit him with a hammer because that's what he was asking for the god dang hammer department. Oh, and okay. So then they took that from that, and by the time it got to the account manager, or the case manager, rather, excuse me, <laughs> he said he was going to beat him with a hammer. Sure. And then Bobby's bouncing the ball on the wall and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's bouncing the ball on the wall. Baseball. So, yeah, the, the guys are looking. <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> no, he's actually in his bedroom, I think, at this point. He's he? bouncing the ball, yeah, and he's watching TV in his room. Yeah, he just, while Hank, Hank, and the guys are looking at, looking at his truck. Yeah, they're still working and on that truck, and he's. They're not, they're not working on it at this point. They're sitting, off to the side, and um, <laughs> Hank, and da- yeah, this is when Dale blames it on the pollution control. Oh, it says, okay. This it says we'll we'll grow oranges in Alaska, and then we also get uh, the first uh, "I'll kick your ass" from Hank. Threatening that if it gets a one degree hotter than 110 in the summertime, <laughs> so you better believe Dale's watching the therm- thermometers in the summertime now. Oh, of course, gotta protect that ass. So yeah, like you said, Bobby's bouncing a baseball off his wall. Right. He's watching I don't know, some random TV show, mm-hmm. talk show or whatever. And Peggy reaches over to turn it off to get him out of his. She wanted him to go out with Hank, mm-hmm. help him work on his truck, and and Bobby accidentally hits Peggy in the forehead with the baseball. Leaving a pretty nice pretty well, good well on her head. Yeah. Pretty good well above the forehead. On the forehead. So, so then now Bobby's in the living room doing the same thing with the ball bouncing off the wall. Hank's wondering where that thud's coming from. The whole time. Dale blames the UN helicopters. <laughs> and he's a terrible flashlight guy. No, god awful. He's, he was looking at the sky with the flashlight instead in the, of in broad da- in broad daylight. Yeah, this isn't. This is, they're not working on the truck at night. This is the middle of the day. He's trying to shine a flashlight looking for UN helicopters. Right. Uh, Hank's wrench slips, busts his arm, and it causes causes the hood of the truck to fall on him. And, and what does Dale do? Runs run, away. Runs away. <laughs> uh, he, do- he doesn't eat yet though. No, no. We're, he just kind of slowly backpedaled and then ran off. Yeah, we're still waiting for that. Yeet. That's the second time they run away from his truck. It's the first time they run away from his truck. They'll do it again later. Yeah. So in the meantime, 
uh, Twig voice talking with Peggy, asking if, you know, does your husband have a an anger issue? And she goes, oh no, he's he. Well, she she calls him. She's like, he says he's as cuddly as a bear or whatever. I mean, she says he's basically like the most docile man, which is, is not true at all. No. And at that that point, Hank, extremely pissed as anybody would be. You know, he just got eight almost eight by his truck. Yeah. Comes running in pissed off grabs the baseball from bobby flings it damn near takes twig boy's head off yeah so now we cut to uh twig boy interviewing the family hank and peggy yes and he's already assumed hank's hank's an abuser he he hasn't given him the benefit of the doubt at all not even close goes Um, as far as to tell him that he's not allowed to be um loud Loud is not no, allowed. Loud is not allowed. Um, like that's that's insane. He asks Peggy what she does, and she she tells us he, she's a substitute Spanish teacher, which of course, which makes no sense. Yeah, because substitutes just substitute wherever. You don't get to like, choose. No a subject. Maybe that maybe that's a perk that comes with being substitute teacher of the year. Possibly. You you get at in Texas if you're substitute teacher of the year you get to pick your. But then again, she'd be out of work unless the Spanish teacher was just a exactly. To just misses work all the time, and she also tells him about Hank's narrow urethra. Yes, and it goes to tell him her his sperm count, which is hilarious that she has that actually memorized. Right. So this again gets Hank super pissed off, and he, he starts to pretty much berate Twig Boy, telling him he didn't have a real job, that a real job is selling propane and propane accessories. You call get, him a, a pencil pushing bureaucrat. Yeah, yeah. He's mad his tax, tax dollars go to pay for that. Because I guess it is a government-funded uh, place he works at. Mm-hmm. And he gets all all worked up, and they're playing the patriotic music behind his, his little rant. And he gets all worked up. He needs his BC headache powder, which is an actual real real thing. I looked. I thought it was made up, and I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, you could. It's like five bucks at CVS. Oh. So if you ever well, get. Or if you get a headache, so it's the point where you instead go, of aspirin, right in you face. can get you can get this headache powder that probably tastes like shit. Uh, and he, he kicks Twig Boy out, but not literally. Pretty much chases Twig Boy out. So then we cut to Twig Boy. Basically, they're using Twig Boy to like introduce introduce us to every character. Right. Because you get you get what Peggy does for a living and who she is. You get what Hank does for a living, and you move over to Dale, and you get introduced to Nancy and John Redcorn. Right, the obvious the fact affair. that she's a fair, yeah. yeah, she's having an affair with him because she's been seeing him for what twelve years. That's what it was. Twelve then, years. He's not doing anything. Yeah, he hasn't realized he hasn't anything. Done anything, to even though his migraines. son looks exactly like John exactly Redcorn, like and he's about twelve years old. Well, actually, we found out in that episode that uh, Bobby's eleven. Well, they could be. And I mean, so, they're in the same grade, but he. But could, yeah, they could be off like that. But still, you know, that still tracks. Well, after you know, after the first year, they were yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they they both deny the fact that uh, Hank beats his son. Uh, and then we move over to Boomhauer, and Boomhauer. <laughs> if you have the subtitles on, you understand what he's he's uh, screaming at Twig Boy about. Um, yeah, he's complaining. He's he's called in a complaint about a barking dog, which you can actually hear in the background. That's uh-huh. some good attention to detail the show does. He's been, I've been trying to call you guys, but well, dang old computer's not going to do what. And uh, so then Twig Boy just slowly backs away and leaves because he has no no idea what Boomhauer is saying. Which is funny. Always hilarious. So Twig Boy's leaving. I'm, I'm assuming he's leaving Boomhauer's house. Right. And he overhears uh, Bobby and Joseph. Yep, they were doing their Hank impressions. <laughs> Who do you think was better? Joseph's. Joseph's. I just... Just because the fact Twig Boy understands him. <laughs> and yeah. And assumes it's Hank. Yes. 
<laughs> but really, I think Bobby's was better. Even he, he did like a Jim Carrey facial expression. Yeah, he, his face even gets red. Yeah, not only his face got red, but you see how he like stuck his forehead. He took, pushed his fat up to his forehead, so he looked kind of like more like Hank. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Twig Boy then shows up at the house, and he's gonna take. Uh, he's trying to take Bobby. Right. Hank offers up Luann because fair trade. he wants his den back. That's not established ever, we know. And he pretty much chases chases Twig Boy out this time, kicks his car, and apparently dents his Geo. Dents his Geo. Yeah. Ladybird Ladybird. Yeah, Ladybird siding with her, her master. Going going barking uncontrollably up Twig Boy. Uh we cut to cut to Bobby trying to drill a stop sign. Yeah. He's just causing hell now. He's because he's not because Hank's afraid if he snaps at Bobby or he screams or he yells at him that he's gonna take his son away. Yeah, he tells him yeah, loud is not allowed. Yes, and just so Bobby pretty much takes all this as I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Yes, because I can't be disciplined. We get Hank's trying to fix now. He's trying to fix the garage door after Dale cut the brake line and pretty much rolled when, the truck into the when he said he was going to fix the alternator for him but he immediately snips the brake line just when bill points port. it out he says no i didn't <laughs> no i didn't and they both just i got edging to do <laughs> so now yeah hank's trying to fix it and bobby decides to play with the garage door while hank's right when he's about to drill into it it looks like that's why he needed the tap and die no that was because <laughs> no <laughs> no, because the, that but was he just... was trying to tap into it though to pull the dent out. Yeah, yes. He could probably always use more tap and die. Always um, more tap and die. So then we got the garage door. He breaks the fence and reveals some random family next door. Right. It was like catty corner to, you know, the hill home. Which who knows whose house that is? Maybe that's what will be Khan's house. No, that'd be on the other side. Well, who's on the other side? It's Boomhauer's on the or no Dale's on the other side. Dale's across the street. I thought Boomhauer and, and Bill are on the other. Um, I mean, Bill's across the street. Um, Dale, maybe it's Dale on that side, but I know Khan's house is on this side. Yeah, Khan's is on one side. I think on the right side. I mean, I think <laughs> Dale's is on the other. Yeah, and then on the other side of the street, the other side of the alley, I guess. Yeah, anyway, knocks the fence over. He puts Ladybird on the lawnmower, dressed as Hank, with Hank's glasses and his work shirt. And then the most. I mean, and then you get him spraying him with the hose. Yeah, chasing him around with the hose. He's not even chasing him. Hank's just standing there taking it. That's true. And it's... So, Bobby's just being a complete asshole. Oh, a complete fucking menace. Very Dennis the Menace type. And then we get the caseworker's boss, I guess. He's the one showing up telling him that... Well, we missed the, we missed well, the, we did the, the crucial thing, which is that they, call, they actually called the house. They fired that caseworker. And no, they sent him back to L.A. Sent him back to L.A., and uh, told him that they have nothing to worry about. And uh, literally asked him. That's when we find out that he's just the assistant coach. Or at least we assume. Oh, yeah. Because was he was that? like, did you talk to the little league coach? And, you know, he didn't. Um, do you have any, you know, is there any proof of this, like, abuse and all this stuff? Yeah. And and it was, there's basically no evidence. He's still suggesting he's take the kid. Yeah, There's none. Because it, in the case and scenario of those um, with Child Protective Services, they would know... Like, the, the the neighboring families would know. They wouldn't protect them. Yeah. The neighbors would find to sell out their neighbors. Yeah. They also didn't help by calling them all Redneck's. Yeah, Redneck City. <laughs> yeah, Redneck City. 
Um, so wait, okay, so yeah, back to I completely missed that. So anyway, the the case workers manager comes, tells Peggy that you know the, the investigation's been called off, and it has right. been for a week. So now we cut to Hank, and I can relate to this. Hmm. Hank's laying on his on the bed, just completely defeated by his kid. That happens. Your kids can just be so just overwhelming that you just my kids you, never defeat. You got to overwhelm. You're not. You don't have kids. See. Yeah. <laughs> this I can relate to as a parent. I relate to Hank sometimes. <laughs> so Peggy, Peggy tells him, Bobby found out a week ago that the case was called off, and he immediately jumps up. I'll kill him. <laughs> when he was when he was just going on about uh, basically sounding like. I can't let them take my boy away. Yeah, he he loves his son. He's defeated, you know. It's, been, it's my boy. <laughs> can't lose my boy. And we kind we're, we're kind of skipping around here, but hey, Bobby did tell Peggy that he he's afraid that Hank doesn't love him, doesn't care about him, or that he's a disappointment. Which I just don't believe. And so Peggy, yeah, Peggy had to tell Hank that's what Bobby said. And she makes Hank go and tell Bobby, you know, that you love him and you're proud of him, and that, yeah. and we get. Just classic Hank here. Just very, very awkward with his emotions. And Bo- Bobby's not helping at all. I, no, like Bobby knows close. exactly where Hank's going, yeah. and he's just like he just like. Uh, See, that's why he I just, must. He loves to watch his dad squirm. It seems. I just, like. I just feel like he knew, he knew that if he said that, that would get him out of trouble as bad as he should be in. Yeah. But no, yeah, you see, you see how Hank is not really in tune with his emotions, let's say. Yeah, he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely... Uh, Very closed off. He's definitely keep my emotions to myself. I mean, All if, I, if I had a dad like Cotton, that's, I'd be like that too. Yeah. So yeah, he tells me, I'm proud of you no matter what you do. Oh, oh that, was, that was great. I just, I just really love Hank saying to Bobby, though, before that was just like, you're really going to make me say it, huh, boy? Like he, he, Hank knew too. Hey, yeah, Hank knows he's, that he's, he's just, not getting he's out of make him go the No hard one's route. gonna help him. No. Yeah. And so yeah, he tells him he's proud of him, and then they like pretend box. Yeah, yeah, it's like a good old one-two, the like classic dad fashion of the fifties. And then for some reason, the bus to L.A. drives down the alley behind Hank's house. Yeah, <laughs> it drives down the alley behind Hank's house, and he sees him boxing at Bobby, and he goes, "I knew it." <laughs> what was that, Twig Boy? <laughs> yeah. And that that's the episode. That is the episode. So, uh, thoughts? Prayers? <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I love this episode. I love this episode a lot. I think it shows a lot about the, the genius of, the, the hidden genius of this show a lot of the time. It does a great, like, as far as pilots go, like, my rule when I watch a show for the first time, like, any any show, is if I don't like the first episode, I, I don't continue on. Right. Like if your first episode sucks, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on to the second one. Yeah, I, I don't. I I can usually like kind of dive more deeply into a show. Um, I just don't. Have time if, to do I, that. if I can like tell, no, I'm saying like even if the first episode like some people didn't like it or whatever. If I saw like stuff in it that I knew that's gonna be better down the line or that you know it has like good bones to it kind of deal. Um, but I'm I'm not really the type of person where it's like the first season sucks. You you should start the second season. I was like then the show sucks. I just I mean. You know, I like stuff to connect. I don't like stuff to be out of continuity. That's that's how I feel. Well, that was a, that was my problem with The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because when I first started watching it, when I first started like binge watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife had caught a head somehow. I forget. Mm-hmm. And we were watching it, and she goes, "Oh, you can skip this episode." And I was like, "What?" Mm. She goes, "Yeah, this episode doesn't. There's nothing really to this episode. It's like see, but they they do a filler episodes in in certain shows, and especially shows like that. So they did the same thing in Supernatural. They they did the same thing. 
Uh, yeah, but there weren't. And like shows where it's like it's like that exact like that kind of level of drama and like shit has to happen like to prolong the, the I don't thing, know that but like you know like there's there's episodes where it's supposed to be like the just show like the weird characters like different kind of characters kind of introduce them. Um I don't think it's a bad way to do it, but I can understand why some people like don't like fillers. Like Dragon Ball Z did filler episodes all the time. I mean, well, I guess I'm just more used to every episode connecting like those are my kind of, those are my sure. favorite shows like breaking sure. breaking bad you can't skip an episode every episode has something there's important yep. yeah there's there's always like those episodes even though they were like what 47 like i think that less was than, like that too though. less than an hour long yeah. episodes like breaking bad always felt like it was the episodes were like an hour and a half long because there was just so much that happens right but yeah that, that, that was i mean this isn't a walking dead podcast but that that was always my or a problem. Or supernatural with... podcast, or a Dragon Ball Z podcast, or Breaking Bad. We're talking about King of the Hill. Anyway, yeah, as far as back to my point, the the pilot really does it introduces you to all the characters pretty much, and it, all the main it, ones it definitely. Best, it just it tells you exactly what what the show's going to be about. Mm-hmm. And so I th- I that's why I think it's it's in a, probably a lot of people's top ten episodes. Oh yeah, no definitely. I definitely. I mean, it's probably one of the best episodes in the season, right? I mean, granted, there's only twelve episodes, but just just this is a really, really good episode. Oh, very pointed. All right, so this at this point we will uh, give our rating of the episode. I don't know what kind of rating system we want to do. Well, I already know the rating on IMDb just because I, well, yeah, that, I memorized it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the the kind of thing for uh, for this episode specifically. I mean, let's let's chalk up to the fact that, like, you know, obviously. A lot of stuff changes, and th- you know things aren't really like the same throughout after this. So we have to keep that in mind when we get we have a rating for it. I think, and I think, uh, you know, it w- it's obviously like gonna be up there because it's the way that we are introduced to each person, even brought into catchphrases that are throughout the show. You know, yeah. so I'd say I'd say it has to be definitely above an eight and a half, but it could also fall in that like eight eight like one realm too as well because it's like it's great but it's like you know there really wasn't a lot of like one-lined or like classic like moments that are like unforgettable i feel like yeah yeah i get that yeah it's definitely definitely a great episode yeah yeah i definitely get it give it a solid like eight bc headache powders out of ten no yeah or eight eight blue flames was that was that a word, Hank? It's the blue flame of valor. Yeah, that, was, that is what it is. And if we get a bad yeah, episode, we'll just we'll just say it's like three lumps of charcoal. Yes, yes. All right, so that'll be our rating. It is an eight blue flames of valor. Blue flames of valor. That's what out of ten. Great Great episode, here, folks. Yeah, that that'll be our rating system from now on. All right, blue flames of valor. Blue flames of valor. Or if they're bad, just charcoal. Yeah, just like Christmas. Much like Christmas. Big big lumps of charcoal. Alright, so anything else you gotta add to this episode? I thought we were talking about Santa now. No, I got nothing else for the episode. Nothing else. At this point we would read uh some of your your emails, comments, whatever. But, but you don't exist yet. Yeah, we we've recorded this after the introduction uh, the introduction episode, so I believe this is the first one though that we're gonna do two episodes at a time so that we can get you feedback. Yeah, we're gonna try and Try and record exist. on a yeah. <laughs> if and when you exist, yeah. Um, Maybe when we get better, who knows? Yeah, but yeah. Do you know? Can you let them know where they can contact us? 
Oh, would you, I? How yeah. would I? I don't, you know. Or do you don't? Oh, well, I don't. You're no. no. You're no help. You don't have it up there. No, I don't. You had it up there before. Oh, I have it memorized. Off of it. See, you, you asked me something I don't know. So you can message us at on Facebook at Dang It Bobby Pod. Yep, Dang It Bobby Pod. I obviously knew that. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll let you take the rest. <laughs> you can email us at Dang It Bobby Pod at Gmail at at Dang, Dang It Bobby Pod at Gmail. Dang It Bobby Pod at Gmail. You can leave a rating on iTunes. Yeah, Apple Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever, and also whatever the hell gets uploaded. Was that place you uh, it? Anchor's where I'm uploading it, Anchors. and I guess, I guess there, I don't know if how if this works or not. I don't know any of you that are using Anchor, you can uh, leave us a voice message, which would, which would be fun. We'll be really definitely cool. feature it in the episode. Oh yeah, uh, especially the first off, because it'll probably just be one, one random obsessed fan. So if you're an obsessed fan, go ahead and leave us a voicemail, and also, just let us know what what got you to that point. No, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the episode. Um, back to the Facebook page, real quick. Uh, I well, both of us have have control of that page, but both of us have had. Um, I'll be posting probably after this gets uploaded. Well, let's see if you're listening to this. There is, if you're, if you're up to date listening to this, there will be a uh, discussion thread on the on the Facebook page for the next episode. Which do you know what the next episode is? The next episode is with Peggy and yeah, you don't know names. Hank and no, how would I know the mm-hmm. name of the fucking episode? But it's it's called episode number two and the Square Peg, the with the the sex ed episode. Right. It's, it's, so so the next episode we get to talk about it's sex. about pegging. Yeah, we get we get to talk about sex in the next episode. They call it pegging with Peggy. <laughs> no, no, they yeah. Don't. <laughs> Hank likes likes himself a little peg. He does like himself. Um, he calls her peg leg. <laughs> looking forward to that episode. Yeah, that'll that'll be a good one. Um, looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to recording more of these. So, and also a big thank you to the 51 likes that we already have on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, 53. All right. Thank uh, hopefully, you guys. maybe maybe this number will double by by next time. So, I just just do us a favor and don't make it go down by half. You know. Yeah, we upload the first one and all of a sudden people realize what we are and and just leave us. Because then we're just going to have to yell at other people. Not well, really. Then we'll just be talking to ourselves. Yeah. It sounds like we're doing it anyway. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So that, that'll do it for uh, the Dang It Bobby Pod. Again, Facebook, email, mm-hmm. whatever you else you can do on Anchor. All right. So for Dang It Bobby Pod, I'm Alex. Er- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Justin. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving that in. For the, was, for the podcast, I'm Justin. For the podcast, I'm Justin. Oh, I'm gonna have fun re- re- editing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. Take it easy. <laughs>